From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858 876 5663. That's 858 876 5663. In today's show, we talk about delayed ejaculation and the physical as well as the emotional ramifications this can cause for a couple. And this show is a follow up of last week's show where we covered premature ejaculation. Obviously, these two go great together. And just as a side note, uh, we are not medical doctors. All of the information that we give in the show is not to be considered medical advice. And if you have ongoing uh, issues, please consult a medical professional. So as we open up this show, I like to start us off with a quote. And this quote comes from singer and songwriter CeeLo Green. He said, compromise, understanding, acceptance, patience. I want those all to be very sharp tools in my shed. And I think that's something that each one of us needs to work on in our marriage. We need to work on compromise. We need to work on understanding acceptance and patience as it results to, as it deals with all facets of our marriage, but specifically as we're talking about in today's show, our sexual intimacy. Mm -hmm. Those are four very important tools to have in your shed. And as we start into this episode we love starting off with a hug we love sharing how you tell us that one extraordinary marriage has impacted your marriage and this week's hug is brought to you by one extraordinary marriage and if you're looking for a quick way to argue less discuss more and improve your marriage learn a simple easy strategy that will stop escalation in its tracks spare your marriage of tons of unnecessary stress and drama go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash argue less. This report cuts to the chase. It's pure, no fluff, actionable information. And you can get your hands on that today. And so this hug comes from a husband. He says, wow, just listen to your sex before marriage episode. That was number 249. If you want to go back and listen to it for those of you that haven't heard it, or if you want to go back and listen to it again, if you've already heard it, he said, powerful stuff. I heard echoes of my and my wife's story throughout your conversation. We started as a one night stand and then we didn't talk or see each other for a semester plus a summer break. Mm. When we did get back together, we essentially lived together for the rest of undergrad and then moved across country and lived together for real before getting married. Looking back now, it's pretty clear that we did everything wrong in the beginning. And yet somehow we're still together after 25 years. Wow. 18 of those married. Congratulations. Actually, we're stronger than ever. There have definitely been some really rocky times as we both digested all the decisions we made pre and post us and dealt with the consequences of those decisions. Abortion, infidelity, one night stands, and a large disparity in our, quote, numbers all led to serious grief. When I think about how we started and all the mistakes we made and where we are now, all I can do is marvel and say, God is good. Hmm that he can take such a mess and forge beauty from it and even use it for good boggles my finite, imperfect mind. As a friend of mine said, whatever your mess is, it can be a message to someone else. That's right. 
bless you both and your continuing ministry. Love you guys. Yeah, thank you so much for this. Um, wow, what a what a hug to receive because you know what? As we said in that show, we were there too. And you know what? A mess, you know, a lot can come out of a mess and a story which is yours can be told to many, many people to give them hope uh, where they can go and where they're, where they're headed in their own marriage. Well, and I think, you know, the quote that his friend shared with him, your mess is someone else's message. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I paraphrase that, it's true. And that's, that's so much of where the One Extraordinary Marriage podcast comes from. Sharing the mess that is marriage and turning that into a message that each and every one of you can take back and act on each week. And can just, I just say something real quick? Oh, sure. In, in these, these shows that we're talking about, premature ejaculation and delayed ejaculation. Now, these may not be actual deals that you are having in your marriage right now. It, it may not be. It may come up in the future. We don't know. And yet, you can take this and bless somebody else mm-hmm. because you may have a friend, a girlfriend, a guy friend, you know, married couples that you mentor that are dealing with either of these issues. And you can be a blessing to them by just going, hey, take a listen to this. That's part of what happens here. You can just go, hey, this isn't really happening to me in my life right now. My husband and I, we're, we're fine. But there may be somebody in your office that you know who's just, they're struggling. Mm-hmm. Be that blessing to them. Because all you got to do is go, hey, go check out this show. Go listen to this number of any of the shows and go get plugged in. Right. You know, let us do the rest. Let us be able to talk to them and their spouse and allow us to share what's happened in our lives and what happens even in your guys' lives to then impact their marriage. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it can be awkward to have these conversations with friends mm-hmm. or to, you know, bring up the challenges that are in marriage. And immediately after last week's show went up, so our, you guys know our shows go up on Tuesday. And by Tuesday, I think it was probably midday, mm-hmm. we'd received this quick one-line uh, email message that said, just listen to the premature show. How about next show, be on the perpetual marathon man and how to fix that? And, you know, Tony and I saw the message come through and we looked at each other and said, you know what? we do need to address the other side of this coin Mm -hmm. because it's happening. And you know, you guys know that I go to Mayo Clinic, so I'm going to share some of the Mayo Clinic information, but even the research I was doing across the web, this whole idea of delayed ejaculation is becoming more prevalent. Right. And yet it's, you know, I was talking to Tony, I'm like, well, so why isn't anybody talking about it? And Tony's like, what guy is going to say, this is a problem for me. I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, no, no guy is going to bring this up. Right. I think last week when we talked about premature ejaculation, that's more of an issue because as a guy, you want to extend that gratification. You want to extend that experience. Well, in delayed ejaculation, we as men, we're able to extend that. Now, I will also say though, this has happened in our marriage. Typically when we have done are sex challenges, Mm -hmm. 60 day and seven day, because you get to a point where you're empty, you're done. And so you get to this other side where you're just pumping along 
And you're going... And pumping and pumping and pumping. And you look down and you see your wife's face again, who's just going like, oh my gosh, is this ever going to end? And again, there comes this this rush of feelings and emotion of, I should be able to do this. Right. I should be able to ejaculate. Why is this not happening now? Even though, me personally, I know having sex seven days in a row... I'm going to be depleted. Mm -hmm. And yet, I still in that moment desire to come and enjoy the climax that is associated with that. Well, and it isn't just in our marriage. It hasn't just been when we've done the extended sex challenges. That is very early on in our marriage. So like going back to the the first 11 years, we had other factors. Pornography being one of them, Pornog- masturbation, Pornography, another one. masturbation, and even alcohol. Alcohol, yep. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say the, the alcohol usage, you know, it um, deadens the um, senses. Mm-hmm. And this is one area where that definitely does happen. Sure. And Mayo Clinic, just so we're all playing... On the same page again, Mayo Clinic defines delayed ejaculation as a condition in which it takes an extended period of sexual stimulation for a man to reach sexual climax and release semen from the penis. Some men with delayed ejaculation are unable to ejaculate at all. So and that, I will have to say that has happened in our marriage. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the working definition that we're coming into this with. And, and I found it interesting that you know there are a number of different factors here and different ways that the medical profession looks at it. They say, you know, sometimes it's lifelong or sometimes it's acquired, you know, based on biology, it can be a lifelong thing for a man. It can be acquired, you know, based on circumstances. It can be generalized or situational. You know, again, you know, generalized is kind of like the umbrella term or situational where you've got a specific set of circumstances. One being situational, seven days of sex challenge. Mm -hmm. Generalized, it's everything and anything could be a possibility of why this is occurring. Right. And the causes can be physical, psychological, or related to medications, medicinal. And so I found that really interesting because as I'm doing the research here, guys, and for those of you that take medications, I, I want to, I just want to like, put this general blanket statement out there. We've all seen the commercials on TV where, you know, they're touting some pharmaceutical and as you're watching the commercial, then it says, you know, may cause everything from A to Z all over the place. And you kind of wonder, okay, if I'm taking this medication, it causes this many, potentially this many side effects. Why am I taking it? If you are taking a medication and your sex drive, and this goes for men or for women, Mm -hmm. is impacted, you need to ask your doctor if that's a side effect. Because or do research or do research, but or a common actually, my suggestion would be do a combination of both mm-hmm. because the doctors have a ton of things that they have to know, and so they're not always well versed in every single side effect, right? They've got too much information that they're juggling, I and mean, that's just reality. And there's a wealth of information on the internet, but here's the interesting thing that I found out specifically about medications is that both antidepressants and high blood pressure medication can cause delayed ejaculation. And, and the whole antidepressant thing I thought was interesting because I'm like, okay, what vicious cycle is that creating, right? right. You have delayed ej- ejaculation, you're on antidepressants, it's causing delayed ejaculation and you're getting more depressed. So we've got this crazy vicious cycle. So th- if you're on those types of medications and you're having this problem, 
talk to your doctor. Mm-hmm. Let him know. Because here's the thing. Your doctors don't know that you're having side effects until you tell them. I, I know when I did, um, what did I do all those years ago? Oh, NuvaRing. I had a crazy reaction to it. I thought I was dying. Over Thanksgiving. Over Thanksgiving. I, I seriously thought I was just like, it was horrible. And we were having Thanksgiving at our house. I put the turkey in the oven, crawled back into bed and said, Tony, I think I'm, I, I think I'm going to the emergency room. We digress. So medicinal or medicational circumstances can cause this. Psychological circumstances. And some of these guys you heard last week, but here's the thing. It still impacts you. Yeah. You know, depression, I just mentioned it, anxiety, relationship problems. Okay, if your marriage isn't going well, chances are you could have problems in, in performance. Yeah, and that's, you know, st- stress. Stress can do some crazy things to our bodies. Mm-hmm. It's amazing that I meet folks and the things that end up happening to them because they're under such stress and it's wild. Like they'll go to the emergency rooms and nothing will, will show up. They'll see their doctor. Nothing is really showing up and yet they are having some serious side effects. And when, you know, months go by and you talk to them and you're going, Hey, how are you doing? And what's happening? Man, I'm feeling great. Well, what happened in the circumstances? Well, you know, my wife and I finally started working things out and I, I decided to take a new job that decreased the stress or my drive time and I'm feeling so much better. And it's like, wow, it's amazing what stress and, and you know, keep putting that on top of you. That hurts. That really hurts you. Um, poor communication. Mm-hmm. Other concerns, I mean... Well, and I want to say something about the relationship stress mm-hmm. because we obviously get a ton of email every week, voicemails, whatnot, about couples that are dealing with relationship problems. And the one thing that I want to say to this, and ladies, I'm, I'm pointing the finger at you this time, um, just specifically, <laughs> bear with me here. When you repeatedly reject your spouse over and over again. Honey, not tonight. Honey, I'm tired. Honey, I've got a headache. Honey, I have to do the laundry. Honey, just no. And, and, I, and I'm going to change this up for a little bit. The low desire spouse. It's it's typically that spouse. But I, I'm talking specifically about rejection here. Be- okay. Because of the pressure okay. that, that comes. And you've even had this before where I've just flat out said no. It's not a desire thing. It's like, no. Right. I, I'm rejecting you. I'm not interested. That plays out into a man's psyche, mm-hmm. which then in turn, when he actually gets to have sex with you because you've opened the precious gates, leads to performance issues because you've been telling him no for so long. And so now it's, is this okay? Is she going to be okay with this? Is this, you know, da, 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 Like, what if it's not good for her? What if she's faking an orgasm? What, you know, and the wheels start turning And once your mind starts going during sex, and this goes for men and for women, when your mind starts going, you disengage from the process. Yeah. It's why for me personally, and and, I'll just kind of bring this over to the female side. If you're having a long time getting towards orgasm and you're thinking too much, there's a cause and effect right there. If a guy is having to think too much about all of these different factors, he's going to have a long time getting to the point where he can ejaculate. Mm-hmm. It, it's just we're we're meant to be in the present during this process. It's anxiety. It's 
it's being under pressure and, and all of that leads to, in this case, a delayed ejaculation. And just on the medical side, I'm just going to touch on some of the things real quick. Again, we're not focusing on the medical, but if you have any of these idea or conditions or have had these situations, you may want to seek even further medical help. But, you know, certain infections can lead to interruptions in the whole functioning of the penis and ejaculation, uh, prostate surgery, uh, heart disease. I wish I found it to be interesting. There's some kind of correlation there between the ability to ejaculate. And I believe it has to do with the medications that folks are on. You're going over the physical causes, right? These now. are the physical causes, right? right. You know, physical medical, um, neurological diseases, you can have stroke or nerve damage or hormone related conditions such as low thyroid hormone or low testosterone, which we've talked about in, in previous shows about low testosterone and the impact there, you know, and again, guys, if, if you're not feeling a hundred percent and it goes on for a long period of time, get help. Okay. This isn't, there's no badge of honor in putting on the tough guy image and not getting help. Okay. I get that it's hard to do this. I was talking to a guy in India this week and, and you know, it, he came uh, and contacted us as a result of last week's show on premature ejaculation. He's like, I can't go talk to somebody about this. And I get that there are cultural differences. Absolutely. But the reality is if you don't go talk to somebody to get it fixed. Or at least looked at or, and start. Because I, I look at this as almost a needle in a haystack. You know, the process is, hey, again, if, if let's say this. If it happens, it's situational. You're doing a seven days of sex challenge. Right. And, and physically you're depleted on day four or five or six. It's situational. You know, take a week off. It's going to build back up. You're good to go again. I wouldn't really stress on this. If it becomes a common occurrence, you may want to start looking into this. Mm -hmm. what, what's happening? What's changed in my life that is causing this? And we brought up some of those earlier in the show. So, you know, think of it in that sense. And here's one specific area that I do want to talk about that the research bears this out um, pretty extensively mm -hmm. on a cause for delayed ejaculation, and that is masturbation and pornography use. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that, and there, was, there were all different kinds of descriptions of this, but basically what it boils down to is that when a man is masturbating, the grip is different and the speed is different than when he is actually inside of a woman. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. <laughs> and you can't replicate what you can do to yourself inside your spouse. So you become, guys, those of you that are watching pornography and masturbating, you become so conditioned to stimulation in one form that you cannot enjoy or be in that place of stimulation with your wives. Yeah, with vaginal sex. With vaginal sex. And so I, I'm going to put it out there again. Those of you that are watching pornography, those of you that are masturbating, it's hurting your marriage. Plain and simple. You're replacing her with something else. And that desensitization of not just the images that you're seeing, but also the physical sensation 
is having an impact on both of you Uh because she gets it. Because I will tell you, you know, it's so funny because the first few years in our marriage, um, I think we only ever had sex with our eyes closed. And it wasn't actually until we started One Extraordinary Marriage that someone's like, hey, do you guys ever have sex with your eyes open? And we're like, no, that sounds new. Let's try that. So we started having sex with our eyes open. And it's interesting that, you know, as Tony's talking about these, he's like, yeah, you know, you you open your eyes and there's your wife looking at you with either the face of, oh my gosh, that was so fast last week's show, or, oh my gosh, is this going to end sometime tonight? And it's true. Like I'm a very, I have a very expressive face and guys, your wives do too. Or you can just tell by her body language that she is just like, oh, seriously, like it's been 10 minutes. And, and I just want to say something on the note of time. The average length of time, I think I said it last week, is five to seven minutes on the outside for between like penetration and the end of, of sex, whatever you two determine that to be. That's the average determination or length. So when you start going on into 15 minutes or 30 minutes, I mean, I've talked to wives who it's been as long as like 60 minutes. She is sore. She is raw and she's over it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to say it. You know, we enjoy, we women for the most part, we do enjoy sex, but if it goes on too long, we actually start to have physical pain because you're just thrusting away and you know, all of those parts down there, the whole vaginal cavity, it's not the most callous, hard tissue. It's soft. You guys like it that way. So you got to think when you're pumping and pumping and pumping, we get raw. Right. And I'm going to go back to what Elisa said with the whole pornography and the masturbation, because she brought it up earlier, you know, the first 11 years, that's where I was deep into this. And I can remember times masturbating one, two times a day, and then trying to be sexually active that night with Elisa. And it was during those times when, again, you're depleted, you're done. And because of that, you have a delayed ejaculation. Yes, like Elisa said, you're thrusting away. You're just going again and again. You, I wanted to have completion. I wanted to show that, hey, I can do this. And yet it wasn't satisfying for her. And in the end, really, it wasn't satisfying for me either. Because with all the thrusting and even the ability to come to orgasm, ejaculation, there was a sense of like, wow, Elisa was just lying there. Mm. No passion, no response, you know? And that's not, to me, that's not what we want our marriages to be. You know, that is not a place, especially in the sexual intimacy, where you just want your spouse lying there just going, just do me and get it over with. Not I, Personally, I don't enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And so it's working through and understanding that, whoa, pornogra- pornography played a huge impact in my life there. And when I, you know, we, we did a show on masturbation and when I say it, that you need to stop, it's the truth. I have not masturbated in eight plus years. So I know the difference and 
how that has impacted my ability to not have delayed ejaculation. It is very rare that we go, you know, especially during the intimacy lifestyle, you know, two times a week, it's rare that that is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because we were ta- actually talking to a couple last week and they were talking about a situational circumstance where they were going, they were trying to do the seven days of sex challenge and they found it taking longer. And they're like, as the week went on, as the yeah. week went on, they're like, that was just so weird. And, and you know, we started having this conversation. We're like, this has happened to us. It's not uncommon. And one of the strategies that the two of you can employ starting today about your sex life, about, all aspects, not just this particular situation of delayed ejaculation, but having the conversation to say, look, you know, there may be times when I'm not going to come to completion. You know, guys, I'm not, you know, for you, I'm not going to ejaculate women. I'm not going to have an orgasm. What's going to be our process when that happens? Because I have no problem telling Tony when we're having sex, look, it's not going to happen today. And I'm good with that. It's just, it's not going to happen. We're all good. You know, last week we talked about how, you know, we worked quickies into our repertoire and that type of thing. This is talking about the other side. When things are taking a while, you know, being able to say to your spouse, look, here's where I am. You know, and when you have that strategy in place beforehand, then you don't find yourself in a place when it's happening going, well, I've got to perform. You know, I've got, you know, People are faking orgasms and, you know, you've got people like thrusting away. You've got guys thrusting away until, you know, it's been 30 minutes and she's looking at the clock over your shoulder. It's okay not to, right? Because the whole idea behind sex was to bring a husband and a wife together to have this very intimate, one-on-one, close physical connection. Okay, you can do that without orgasming every single time that you have sex. Mm-hmm. It's possible. You can do that without ejaculating every time that you have sex. And it's not bad. It's not wrong. It doesn't make you less than. It's a fact. So instead of beating yourself up or instead of beating up your spouse for performance issues because let's face it that goes both ways and it can get pretty downright ugly two of you need to have a conversation this week saying hey maybe you have experienced it maybe you haven't maybe you're newlyweds maybe you're married 20 years i don't know chances are most of you have not had this conversation i'm just guessing based on our own history sit down and say what would we do if What's our strategy? Because here's the thing. Once you have a plan, then when you're in the bedroom and it happens, you already know how you're going to deal with it. It's empowerment. It's a pressure release. Okay. And when we don't have pressure on us in the bedroom, guess what? It gets really good. Okay. When you're not thinking in the back of your head, oh, this has got to be perfect every single time. Folks, sex is not perfect every single time you have sex. That only happens in a 90-minute movie done by Hollywood, okay? The rest of us living in the real world sometimes have great sex and sometimes have sex that, okay, well, next. Yeah, and I would, you know, in the conversation, if this has happened to you, just let's discuss this, you know? I don't want to be going on for a half an hour, but... 
you know, can we just say, hey, after 10 minutes, after 15 minutes, you know, if you haven't reached ejaculation, let's just call it good. Let's just cuddle up. Mm-hmm. Let's just let's just end the sexual intercourse part and let's just fall asleep naked together. I have to say something on the sleep naked. We've had a lot of people like go through, listen because we did the podcast mm-hmm. and you also did a post on it, right? Mm-hmm. So there is a podcast on sleeping naked and we'll put a link to that. And there's a post on sleeping naked. And those of you that have been chiming in on the sleeping naked thing, you are loving this. Yeah. And those of you that haven't tried sleeping naked, I'm you telling to. you, the, the comments we're getting from the sleeping naked folks, it is doing wonders for their marriage and for their physical intimacy. Yeah. So, you know what? This, this week is one where, gosh, again, many of you may never ever face this, but you may know somebody out there. And if that's you, pass on the love. Impact somebody else's life that you never know where they are. So do that. And next week, we're going to talk about having sex with older kids. We got a call from a wife whose kids are a little bit older and the struggle she has and her husband has when they know the kids are downstairs or in their bedrooms and Mm -hmm. they want to have sex. So listen in next week for that. This week, guys, go out there. Make your marriages extraordinary. Go for it. I know these are heavy topics we've been covering, but it's just stuff that leads to conversation. It leads to opening up. What if this does happen? How how are we gonna how are we gonna deal with it? Because you know what? If you know in advance how we're gonna handle it, gosh, the next day is so much easier to do. And really, that's what it's about. So go out there, have extraordinary marriages, and go bless somebody else. You guys, we thank you and we love you guys. Have a fantastic week.